You're listening to the Courageous Creatives podcast, episode number 11. On this week's solo cast, I'm covering a big mental barrier in creatives and women in business generally. This episode isn't just for the artists and small business owners out there, but anyone leading a career. It's time to chat about imposter syndrome, this pesky, naggy feeling of self-doubt that undermines all the positive, great things that you're doing. Let's nip it in the bud. If you're feeling proactive, grab that notebook and take notes or grab that cuppa and settle in. Either way, there's some great stuff ahead here for you. We're going to get to the bottom of what imposter syndrome is and strategies for pushing past it. Hi there, I'm your host, Georgie Morrison. I'm a nine to five dropout turned multi-creative writer, artist and photographer. I'm now a ceramicist most days of the week small business owner and freelance writer and photographer on others. I traded the city for the country and building a life I love and have never looked back. I'm on a mission to help creatives everywhere find their courage and forge a modern career. From small business talk to social media, lifestyle or overcoming personal or professional obstacles, Let's bust the starving artist myth and be brave enough to make the life we want now. Join me every Wednesday and let's make your creative goals happen. Welcome to the Courageous Creatives Podcast. Hello creatives and welcome back to the podcast for episode 11. Thank you so much for your patience with me with another little hiatus last week. I really do love what I do here and interviewing people and putting the podcast together. But as is the reality of a multi-creative, I'm constantly juggling multiple things and trying to dedicate time to everything as best I can. So mix in open shut lockdowns into the mix and the vaccination slump. And I just found myself a little bit winded and needed a minute. So I really appreciate all of your continued support while I feel my way through this first season. So At this stage, I have also decided that there will be 15 episodes in season one. So the show will finish up before the Christmas season gets too manic and silly. Um, But that leaves us with four more episodes after today. And I've got some fantastic guests coming on to finish off this season. So I can't wait to share their stories with you. Before we get started, I want to remind you to please leave a review and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, hit that follow button on Spotify or wherever you tune in, or take a screenshot or a photo wherever you're listening in and share to Instagram stories, tag at Creators Creators Podcast. I love hearing from you all and your support helps this show reach more people. Now let's get started. Today we're chatting about another common obstacle creatives face across all stages of their career. Have you ever felt like you're hitting your stride in business or smashing some goals or branching into a new area only to have this little nagging voice of self-doubt in the back of your mind? Do I really know what I'm doing? Do I have enough experience to do this? Will people think I'm a fraud? Many of us have been there. Imposter syndrome. Gosh, this phrase is thrown about so much in the creative and entrepreneurial communities and So many people, women especially, are impacted by this. So what is it? What is imposter syndrome? 
Well, it's loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. Ugh. So where on earth did it come from? Psychologist Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Immis, and I really hope I've pronounced their names properly, developed the concept during a 1978 study which focused on high-achieving women. And the phrase was initially coined imposter phenomenon in light of the study results whereby, and I quote, Despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, women who experience the imposter phenomenon persist in believing that they are not really bright and have fooled anyone else who thinks otherwise, unquote. This diagnosis has had this trickle-down effect in the decades since across various industries, settings, levels of achievement and success, where there's an omnipresent conversation about its descendant, imposter syndrome. So, It's really ingrained in work culture among women, especially Um, so much. So, as I said, this phrase wouldn't be news to many of you. And I'm curious how many of you were familiar with the term before today's podcast? I'm assuming quite a few. Did you know the standard definition or just that it was associated with not feeling knowledgeable or good enough? Did you know that it was coined by two female psychologists in response to female behavior in the workplace and in careers? Maybe not, but it's something that many of us have encountered in our lives to some degree and maybe not realized or fully acknowledged that that's what was going on. So as with any type of mental barrier, I think the best way to overcome it is to unpack it, to get to the source and understand why we have this response to the work that we do. And then we'll cover some strategies for overcoming it. So why does imposter syndrome exist in the first place? Well, it's either caused or exacerbated by social issues like racism and gender inequality to socioeconomic positioning and social norms and patterns. Now, I'm very conscious that I'm not versed in or haven't experienced racism in the workplace myself. So while it is one of the core factors at play, I'm not personally licensed to speak on it. So instead, I'll expand on gender inequality as an example for social issues. For example, if there's a particular role or field that has always been male dominated, and let's say there's a woman in a high ranking job in that field, she might feel a sense of imposter syndrome in that role purely because of the social situation. And this can manifest from pressure within the workplace. Um, So even if she is performing exceptionally well and doing a great job, she might be wrestling with self-doubt and questioning her capabilities. And if anyone in the audience has watched Younger on Stan, it is such a sweet little show. So if you need some light entertainment, I highly recommend. But anyway, it's set in New York, mainly out of a family-run traditional publishing company, And at one point, a 26-year-old editor, I think she's actually 28 by this point, is promoted to publisher and replaces the male publisher who has headed up his company for a number of years. Even though she's a total go-getter and great at her job, she almost has a mental breakdown from the pressure that she places on herself, and mainly because she doesn't believe in her own capability and is constantly comparing herself to the male predecessor as other people do as well within that work culture. So even though this is a dramatization, it is really, I think definitely a reality across the various industries. Now, if it's a socioeconomic issue, perhaps someone has come from humble beginnings or a background that doesn't appreciate higher education or careers, and they might feel imposter syndrome regarding their achievements or getting to a particular level in their career. 
And this might be something that their family doesn't understand or support what they're doing, or even if they, you know, put them down or devalue the work that they're doing or what they've achieved. This negative association with success can foster subliminal feelings of self-doubt and lack of self-worth. So even if someone outwardly doesn't think that this affects them, it can manifest through something like imposter syndrome. If it's to do with social norms, in my case, not going into a nine to five job or corporate career and choosing to lead a creative life and to not subscribe to the nine to five culture, um, I know I'm not the only one, but many creatives can often feel a sense of imposter syndrome when we're working towards goals in our work or when we achieve success in our field, especially if we end up taking on a role where we are leading people or teaching people because we do live in a world that teaches us that, you know, you have to have done X amount of years in a certain field of study or that you have to have an official degree to teach in a particular field that you can't teach through experience and so forth. There were a key few moments in my life where I was at a really vulnerable point where people had said things or really explicitly made me feel ashamed of being creative and like I could never achieve anything there. And while I have long since grown and learned that their opinions don't mean squat, the echo and the sentiment of that negativity sometimes crops up and reappears. So much like our physical shadow, there are things that may continue to ghost us for a long time. But the important thing is recognizing why those thoughts are coming in and how we can work through them and re-engineer them to service better. So what are some of the strategies to combat imposter syndrome? Well, it's estimated that up to 70% of people might suffer from imposter syndrome at some point and that there isn't necessarily a cure for it. Perhaps I'm an optimist, but I think there are solutions to just about anything when it comes to mindset. So if you can approach it the right way, then there are ways that you can push through. When I was first considering making this podcast a couple of years ago, I let imposter syndrome prevent me from taking that dream any further then. And I was thinking all sorts of things like you're in the infancy of your career, you've just graduated, you're young, you have to have a decade of experience at least before people will even care about what you have to say. I mean, oh my goodness, the list goes on. I really didn't back myself at all. But I had also just come out of an education culture where academics are pillars because they've dedicated their lives to their area of expertise and universities won't hire academics unless they've been published, have accolades and so on. And at that point, I really wanted to be a university tutor and take first year classes. But in order to do that, I had to have honors, be published, have lots of industry experience and so forth. So I really thought it would be years before my knowledge would even be valued. Fast forward a couple of years and you all know the story by now, or if somehow you happen to be a first time listener on this episode, head back to episode one to hear all about it. But through breaking away from that traditional cycle, I forged my own path, built my knowledge and experience, and I'm still continually learning, but I was able to build my confidence that way and then create this podcast this year. So I think firstly, you have to recognize and interrupt whatever cycle or triggers are promoting this behavior of self-doubt and causing you to undermine what you do. So just consider the following. Are you a perfectionist? Have you come from a background that places too much emphasis on perfectionism or success 
And is that fear of not being perfect what stops you from recognizing when you're actually doing great things? Are you working with people or surrounding yourself with people who are a positive influence? You know, lean into those positive energies and away from the negative ones. I think especially when it comes to friendship, people find it really hard to pull away from friends that drain your time and energy and and your confidence. Like it makes you a bad person and you should feel guilty. But if it's a situation that pulls you down or they're commiserating the whole time, it can often drag you into that sphere and make you feel like you have absorbed their issues. So sometimes when we're down about our own creative ability or our work, there's actually no problem with what you are doing but you can get swept up in how other people are feeling and lose focus of the good things that you have going on. Next, um, is it something about the way that you're doing your work that is undermining your confidence? You know, perhaps it's the way that you communicate your work to others. This is where our language around our work is so important. You know, how do you talk about yourself or your work to others? Do you automatically undersell yourself? I did this the other day. I actually catch myself doing it all the time with my photography. Like I'm scared to take up any more Instagram space because yes, there are so many talented people out there, but they don't have my exact eye and we might do the same craft, but we each produce something slightly different. So I'm trying to get better at not underselling what I do instead of saying, oh, it's a little side hustle or hobby turned hustle. No, I'm really trying to get better at owning what I do. I am a photographer. I specialize in product and business photography, interiors. I love taking photos of people. I am a photographer, Um, which leads me to the next one. You know, if you're really having those feelings of self-doubt or don't feel capable in the service or product that you're offering, how can you upskill in a particular area to reinforce your confidence and abilities? Can you reach out to a business coach? Can you sign up for an e-course that will help you in a particular area of your business? Or can you do a masterclass where you can improve your craft? Whichever it is, don't be afraid to learn more. I think sometimes that fear of having to ask for help or the fear of perhaps admitting that you need to work on a few things can then cause this hysteria and this anxiousness around whether you are really providing a five-star service to people. And that in turn completely knocks our confidence. So this actually leads me to my next point where I think it's really important to practice some affirmations if you have to. My business will be a success. I am doing great work. I am doing what I love and therefore succeeding. You know, whatever you need to hear. I remember talking to a friend in school And we realized that we both used to play the same game when we were kids, where we'd stand in front of a mirror and pretend that we were being interviewed about something we had done, whether that was being an author or a musician or an actress. And as funny as it sounds, I really think that there's a lot to be said about being able to look yourself in the eye and talk yourself up. Research has literally shown that what you say to yourself can actually change the way that you see yourself. So if you catch yourself being negative, Shut her up and say something positive instead. Next, you need to own your accomplishments. We so often chalk up our successes and achievements to luck or that we got a leg up or some other strike of fate rather than actually celebrating that we got where we are from our own hard work, skill or talent. 
Allow yourself to be proud of what you do. Celebrate what you do. Our society loves to make everyone feel ordinary, but we are most certainly not, especially not creatives. Lastly, do you have any big goals? And if so, do not be afraid of them. And if you don't have any big goals, make some, visualize them, voice them, write them down. Think about how you will approach success. I love this quote from a woman in the US military that I read in the New York Times. Your confidence doesn't have to come from just experience. Otherwise, we would never try things for the first time. No one becomes an expert by never attempting something or practicing or gaining experience. We grow through our experiences. So if you're in a learning phase, grow in that. Embrace that it's new and that you'll have even more knowledge on the other side. And those are my tips for working through imposter syndrome. I hope you enjoyed this solo cast and found this information helpful. As always, if you have any further questions, please feel free to send me a DM on at Courageous Creatives Podcast on Instagram or email podcast at georginamorrison.com.au. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And on the next episode, we'll be back with another fabulous guest. She has a wealth of experience as a creative and some amazing advice for you. My website is about to undergo a big makeover. So make sure you head over to at Courageous Creators Podcast on Instagram. Give it a follow to stay on top of any and all updates until the new site is up. Although we are approaching the end of this season and the rest of the episodes are booked out, I am taking requests for guests for season two. So if you know a creative superstar or happen to be one, email your expression of interest to podcast at georginamorrison.com.au.